Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Guys Gavin Gridiron. I'm Josh McSwain here with my co-host AJ Torres, and today hey. we're going to be discussing the Debo trade demand, what I'm calling the Brady conspiracy, and the USFL. Oh, God. Let's just jump into this Debo trade business. Oh God! Seemingly an out of nowhere trade demand. It's like you have a team that was just in the NFC Championship game, and now their star player wants out. I mean, I know Mike McDaniel left to go be the Dolphins head coach, but based on the trade for Tyreek Hill and the presence of Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki, there ain't no way that Samuel would become a Dolphin. So then we're left to say, why does he not want to play there and where could he end up going next? There have been a number of teams thrown out there. The Packers were among them, and I was like, ain't no way that's going to happen. Why would the Niners trade their best playmaker, well, arguably? could argue Kittle with that, but we'll save that for another time. Why would you trade your best, your most best versatile weapon? weapon to the Packers, a team that you're going to be directly competing against, potentially for a spot in the Super Bowl? It's like, forget about that. Okay. Ain't happening. Just next. He, he can't go to... He can't go to a playoff rival or a division rival. So, correct. If you're kind of similar to, you know, originally they wanted uh, Deshaun Watson to go to uh, the NFC, but that was very unlikely. So, the problem that goes on if you're the 49ers, you have your best weapon taking you hostage and this is after all of the you know the pr the primary part of the offseason is over you've already had the big free agent splash it's been slow very slow in my opinion but the big moves have been made the big trades and the big sign-ins have already been made draft time is ticking right now as we film this this is april 21st next week is the draft so mm -hmm. we all know what this comes down to and also not only is debo samuel holding out but also aj brown and also from what i'm here terry mclaurin holding out as well all three want to get paid the only thing different is that aj brown and terry mclaurin seem to be remaining quiet on the issue whereas debo is saying flat out get me out of here problem being is that if you go by needs and if you go by salary cap because you aren't going to be playing this guy if i had to imagine probably i want to say probably 25 million dollars a year for probably the first two years at least oof i mean if tyree kill got 30 a year I, what do you get four years 120 something like that so if it's if it's four years for probably a buck 30 it wouldn't surprise me and that irks me it really does no matter how you slice and dice it no matter how you put on the cap he's this guy wants quarterback money and his agent is going to make them sink or swim but I think the most intriguing part is trying to see what team is going to make the sacrifice. So if we go by the NFL draft and we look at the picks, it goes by game changers. It goes by 
needs. Now, if you go by the teams with the double picks, right, I think the most interesting, but it makes no sense, but this is coming from a lot of fans, the Texans saying trade Debo Samuel and pay him what he wants in exchange for this year's third and 13. I don't you like are, that at all. At you as a Texans fan, I probably think that you're probably thinking to yourself, we need a lot of tools and we are not a Debo Samuel away from being a threat. Correct? Definitely not. So we're going to be doing a mock draft. Uh, the draft is going to be Thursday. So next one. So uh, next Wednesday, Wednesday, next week, uh, be looking forward to our mock draft. And by the way, definitely it's going to be interesting and also we just got a report that head coach dan campbell does not like Thibodeau. but moving on save that for next week so if i'm going texans i'm probably saying take the best offensive tackle available and then probably work on defense for number 13 go for the best guy available but is there any other team that you're probably thinking where if they have double picks or not, where they say, hey, let's get Debo Samuel? Well, the one that really stuck out to me was the Jets because Robert Sala used to be the D.C. in San Francisco, get Debo Samuel back. Obviously, Zach Wilson needs more targets there in that offense, so... You got some draft capital here. I think they would be the most likely destination for him. The Colts have also been thrown out as a potential destination. They're obviously in win-now mode. They got Matt Ryan. Presumably he'll be viable this season and, and in 2023. And you got to make the most of this short window. You can't just be content with Michael Pittman by himself. Correct. You see, I thought about that. But the only problem is, is when I looked at them getting their quarterback and I said, what in the hell are they going to do? And it was simply because if you're going to trade for a quarterback, you need draft capital. What they have? None. For at least this year. And even though these teams and the way that the NFL is structured, you cannot win if you hold out. The, fu- the fines and everything else make it where this guy is going to lose money very quickly. So he's not going to be able to. But regardless of the fact, back to another team I actually thought of, and you, you're right about the Jets, my only thought is if you're going to go by the backfield because you're like, oh, he's a running back and wide receiver, there's a rumor that they're going to be taking Brees Hall in the very early second round. We'll see if he's uh, – I don't think he's high enough to go for a first round, but that could just be me. But that is uh, what's being predicted. And second off – Anytime somebody has that ego in New York, it does not work out. Okay. I mean, it's hardly ever worked out for the Jets anyway. Yes. But uh, to your point, where I make it a little optimistic, the rumor mill says that the fourth pick is kind of different 
but they argue about their second pick that they would be picking Drake London. And if you're the Jets, stay away from anyone that goes to USC for obvious reasons, right? Darnold Donut, Hot Dog Art. Sanchez. Yep. And not only that, but if you go by this perspective, right? This guy was born and raised in California, went to a California college, and you think he's going to just blossom in New York. I don't buy it. Drake London to the Jets sounds like it should be written off the list. Right. But the thing is, there are other receivers out there getting some high marks like... Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Yes. But would you have yeah. enough faith in any of these wide receivers the, not to trade a pick for Debo Samuel? I think I'd at least try to package up one of those top 10 picks and see if I can get a guy who's been proven. Because, I you mean, know, receivers I, in I the first round are like flipping a coin. True, especially a couple years ago where you see Justin Jefferson and he was the, what, the fifth best pick to add that bunch? Something like that. Yeah. But you're right. It goes down to development. Uh, some of them have, you know, it goes by school. Wide receivers, it is uh, a tricky game. It also depends on the system, too. I just think as far as what you're giving up, we know you're giving up at least one first-round pick. But are you giving up a second, or are you giving up a, another first-round pick? Like, if you're the Lions, are you uh, trading uh, the second and uh, last pick of the draft for Debo Samuel? Hmm. That's an interesting idea. I mean, they said that they're interested in game changers. So, right. granted, I think Aiden Hutchison, unless he's picking number one overall, should be in Detroit if they're not going to trade down. And their last pick, if they want to take a quarterback that was on the board, I can't blame at all. Can you? But No, not really. But again... I just don't know because I, I I don't see Debo Samuel going to a team that's ready to win right off the bat. Is that possible? Can he be traded to a team that's going to win right off the bat? Because if you look at all these teams, or let's say we go with the teams that have two picks, Kansas City can't afford them. No. The Eagles need a lot of work to do on defense. Mm -hmm. The Giants are a mess. The Jets are a mess. Texans are a mess. Thing is, Jets would be a team that would make a move like this to get headlines. Also, probably has to look like they're trying to compete in the AFC East, which is suddenly a pretty competitive division. Do you see the Saints making this move? I thought about them a little bit. I, they could kick the tires on it. 
make another really good target for Jameis. My only question is, would he be a little too similar to Mike Thomas? Mm. I mean, obviously, Mike Thomas is not necessarily the deep threat. He's a good short intermediate threat. Is Debo going to provide that guy that will take the top off of the defense? Or is he more of that West Coast horizontal intermediate vertical that would just almost look redundant next to Thomas? I'm fearful of the latter there. I don't like uh, MT long range. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doubting his catching ability or a separation. It's just uh, I think the way Debo Samuel is constructed, or at least from what we've seen, he's able to be in the slot or, you know, be that halfback when you need him. Kind of what Ty Montgomery wanted to be, if you remember. Yeah. Good analogy. Uh, Cordell Patterson, but uh, I guess upgraded. Yeah. But again, Cordell Patterson, he could have, does that, that means he could have been making a bolt load. Could have been. So I'm wondering maybe on draft night, Samuel gets moved. How likely do you think it is? I think it would be half. I think it would be before that. I just don't see him. I just don't see them just saying, hey, we're going to get less value than what he is just simply because of the fact it's draft night. Perhaps. I think that's, I think that's fair to say. I guess we'll see. But looking into it, I'm still kind of looking around and. Green Bay's a no, Kansas City's a no, doubt Detroit. The Patriots, this is not a Bill Belichick thing to do because he wants guys that are part of his system. And he wants guys that aren't self-centered. The crazy thing is, the one thing that I think they need is a wide receiver. They signed two tight ends last year. They signed two wide receivers last year. But they are not any playmakers now where you just kind of go, you know what, that is my guy and I'm proud. They don't have any offensive weapon like that. So do I think this could be good in the Bill Belichick system and knowing that he's got another great weapon at his disposal yes but will bill pull the trigger if he hasn't spent money on something by now or if he hasn't worked out a trade for somebody by now most likely not going to happen some team will surprise us but right now i'm looking at this I don't see a team that would be smart enough to say this is what we need right now to win without sacrificing the town problems. And the 49ers, they're in a bind. They're in a big bind. Well, we're going to have to see what happens with this one, but let's move on to our next topic. This came from an article in the Boston Globe a week or so ago where they talked about... Brady's grand scheme to try and get out of Tampa Bay and be traded to the Dolphins. 
So he's alleging that Brady only faked retirement so that he could then be a minority owner with the Dolphins and then eventually say he wanted to come out of retirement, force the Bucks to trade him, yada, yada, yada. But allegedly the whole plan went awry when Brian Flores sued the NFL, said that Stephen Ross didn't want the heat on him after that. We will link the whole article down below in the description of this episode, but when I read this, I just thought, clearly there was problems. Do I think that Brady might have kicked the tires on Miami? Maybe. But yeah, this whole thing being thwarted by Flores, I'm just like, mm, not buying it. Me, well... I'll say that if you were the Dolphins, you have so much controversy surrounding you that it's really, well, would it surprise me? No, because who's the most controversial quarterback and the most controversial owner right now? I say it's Brady and the Dolphins. I'm being optimistic, but if the report came out tomorrow, I don't think I would be shocked. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. My whole point is Ross ditches the whole plan just because of this lawsuit. I'm just like, I don't know about it. Also, they had previously given their commitment to Tua after, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson trade ordeal. Uh, so it's like, why would you bring in Brady for a year or two and then are you going to send Tua back to the box? Are you just going to bench him behind Brady? Like... That creates a real problem. I think they would bench him behind Brady. Yeah, I'm sure that's great for the confidence of a young quarterback. Let's bring in an old dude that's going to take your job. A great old dude, but still an old dude. Yeah, you're I mean, this on. whole thing is just getting annoying. I mean, we have known for a long time that Brady, yeah, he's the greatest quarterback to ever play, but he's also a really sore loser, doesn't shake hands with the other team's quarterback when he loses. And now you have this whole thing, it just makes him look like a petulant child. I mean, I was done with him after he announced his retirement for the first time. And now you can officially say that his retirement was shorter than a Kardashian marriage. Because it was. Ouch. That is absolutely crazy, but I am intrigued. So now he got a, a coach out of his job. I don't think that Arians just went willingly. I think eventually karma is going to get them for this. Although, could you imagine what would happen with Todd Bowles as the new uh, head coach? What would happen if uh, he was in town for the Jets? What do you mean? Oh, it would just be interesting to get him booed. <laughs> Todd Bowles taking over the team, Bruce Arians. The fact that he said this was part of the plan, but it happened late. It's just so sketchy. But anywho, it's Brady, the most controversial quarterback in NFL history. Now let's shift gears and talk a little bit about the USFL. Had four games on this weekend, and it is a different product. First game, New Jersey Generals played against the local Birmingham team. It was a pretty good game. The Generals dominated most of the game, but Birmingham came back and won at the end. It's a really good opening act for the USFL. Then you had a couple games on Easter Sunday, which were attended by like 20 people. 
And then the nightcap on Easter was moved back to Monday night just due to rain. And those three games, it was just so weird not seeing hardly anyone in the crowd. And also this stadium drone, like the buzzing it does during the middle play, just I don't like it. I mean, the gameplay itself wasn't too bad. It wasn't necessarily special either. So hope, hopefully they'll get everything smoothened out and week two will be better. On the positive side, you didn't have just penalties every other play like you see in most NFL games now. So, I mean, this has some potential, but I do think that we need to get a little something more to, you know, give this league a little bit more pop. Jason Garrett in the booth was about as boring as you'd probably imagine. Him and Jack Collinsworth, I'm just like, why? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I I can't imagine that. Can you? Well, I don't have to because I watched it. Ouch, ouch. I mean, I wish we could get Gus Johnson to call one of these games. He actually gets into it when he calls games, and that's kind of what we need. Let's try and get some younger guys that are a little bit more passionate, maybe even if they're not quite as experienced, instead of having these dinosaurs. Yeah, I always like opportunity. I'm actually actually okay with a new guy coming in and try something. Because, again, at that point, it's like, you know what? Try something new. What's the worst that can happen? Guy gets guy gets told to shut up and gets out of the booth after one attempt. I mean, try something. But meanwhile, as far as the USFL, uh, one thing that I was actually told today. Uh, let me uh, pull this up. I believe this is by uh, Ari Marov. I need to double check that. Do, do, do. Ah, here it is. Yes, it is. It's from Ari Mirov uh, on Twitter at My Sports Update. The USFL announced that they are going to be going back to traditional K balls for field goals, extra points, punts, and kickoffs after specialists expressed displeasure using balls with the sensor chips in them, which caused uneven weight distribution. Most specialists struggled in week one. They spoke. The league listened. There you go. So that's actually pretty wild. I mean, I would imagine, even if it's just slightly, if there's one side of the football that's heavier than the other side, when you go to throw it, when you go to punt it, it's like, hey, I'm going to punt this thing 50 feet. Or I'm sorry, 50 yards. And that's a helicopter. Right. Pleasant having this guy judge, too. Yep. Also, my biggest complaint with the USFL is just the uniforms are so bland. Not to mention their colors are weird. Like, almost every team in the league has red on it. Then, think the only ones that don't are New Orleans and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a purple and orange combo. Just like, no. Don't. I can't believe anyone approved that. So then you have New Orleans, who I think is the best uniform kind of by default. 
I know they were trying to go for somewhat of a nostalgic look, but I think they just they took it a little too far. Anyways, if the football is good, people will keep tuning in. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. Trying to see what's going on. Debo news. Shocker. Le'Veon um, Bill takes a shot at the Steelers while speaking on Debo Samuel. Oh, well. No one cares about who you. Who cares? Pass on that. Agreed. We really are in a dry spell for the NFL news. Just like that calm before the storm of the draft. Free agency has really died down, and now it's I mean, just a lot of smaller basically until draft time, Yeah, until draft time. I saw something yesterday. Let's see. Robbie Anderson, let's see, gets blasted by Skip Bayless and Shan Sharp. Oh, well. Well, that was because he didn't want Baker Mayfield to come and be the Panthers' quarterback. That I'm just like, was... you really are going to say something like that? He'd be better than Darnold for sure. I mean, it's like, come on, dude. All right, here's one. If you didn't know this, uh, for the people at home, uh, Dable has uh, been able to, because they have access in the NFL, if you were a new head coach onto a new team, a new system, you're able to be in team meetings much more earlier than other teams with before the voluntary workouts. So apparently Kadarius Tony only played a handful of games and mostly spent the year hurt. Apparently coach Brian Dable says he still hasn't picked up his playbook yet. Wow. So new head coach, new system. I'm sorry. You haven't picked up your playbook yet. Sounds stupid if you ask me. Not sure how else you could describe it. It's one of the dumbest things I've heard of. Like, why would you purposely do that to yourself? Maybe he just doesn't care. Or he thinks that, oh, I've always been the best. I'm just going to come into the NFL and dominate. We've seen plenty of guys come in with that mindset, and then they realize that, Nope. The NFL is a different animal from college. You can't just win on athleticism alone. Got to be athletic. You got to be coordinated, in sync with your team, all that. Yes. Let's see. The Broncos sale is down to five bidders, including the Walmart Harris. I'm sorry, the Walmart Hair. Well, as long as we got the decent owner for the Broncos, which is actually kind of funny because that's a playoff team right there. Yes. Let's see. I saw something just recently. It was about uh, the U uh, USFL player. Getting cut over pizza. Well, yes, actually. So I was looking up the full article, and in every player's clause – if they cause a disruption or if they're rude because they're in the bubble, if they make those remarks, basically, if they find out that you are a 
problem or you're being disrespectful to the hotel staff that you're staying at, it is a ter- uh, terminable offense. Well, there you go. I mean, show some respect to the people that serve you, man. I agree in yourself. I mean, on the surface, it seems a little extreme to me, but I can get the point behind it. So, it says that he requested pizza from a hotel worker instead of the chicken salad that was being served to him. The hotel worker told him he couldn't and asked if there would be a problem. Smith claims that he would say yes and walked away. So, apparently, he walked off in a huff and told him to go scratch, so... That's why he got cut. But again, it's a moral sake thing. It's not like there's anything performance that's going to give the owner millions. Right. All right. That's Um, wacky. Yeah, absolutely. I think we could just wrap it up now. I think that kind of covers our topics. So here's the last question. Uh, As far as uh, back to the wide receivers holding out, take out Debo Samuel because I think it's one of those things where he's holding out, and I don't think he's got much leverage. But uh, if you go between A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin, which if you look at it, Terry McLaurin hasn't had the great quarterback help compared to the other two. I think you're going to have to end up paying him. Probably. I think their agent is the same guy, and all these contracts are expiring, so it's going to be very hard to haggle because they already got a dollar dollar amount in mind. Between Debo, A.J. Brown, and McLaurin, who do you think is the first guy to get settled? Hmm. Great question. Kind of leaning McLaurin. I'm not sure. I say McLaurin because of the salary cap, and I think that's fair. Yep. And I just don't think that's close. But hey, just me, just me. So, mm-hmm. any final thoughts, Tex? Nope. All right, I guess take us out. Alrighty then, remember to check us out on Twitter, guys, Gavin Gridiron. And on behalf of AJ Torres, I'm Josh McSwain. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.